Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw on Feral Audio. I am your host, the recently mentioned Joseph Scrimshaw. Today's show features an amazing musician, comedian, and a good friend of mine, Mike Furman. I first met Mike several years ago when we were both performers on Jonathan Colton's cruise. And during the course of the cruise, one of the other performers gave Mike the nickname The Human Smile. And this was, of course, a humorous exaggeration based on the fact that Mike is indeed a charming, gregarious person. So when I asked Mike to be on the podcast and I asked him what his obsession was, I was thrilled when The Human Smile answered, The Apocalypse. I am obsessed with the apocalypse, because uh, it's a little off-brand for Mike, but also totally understandable. I think at this point in our society, it's hard to get through a day without thinking about machines trying to murder us. Just the other day, I was thinking that maybe all these stories about evil artificial intelligence were starting to get a bit, you know, exaggerated in cliché, and then, like, seconds later, Google Maps suggested I literally drive my car into the ocean. So maybe murder machines are all around us right now. Uh, I think we're also just generally super fascinated with civilization ending right now. And I think there are two reasons for that. One, we have a lot of technology, so we fantasize about going back to a simpler time. And two, I think we all believe that we would be really good at killing zombies. Everyone, no matter what their profession or skill set, secretly thinks that if they rolled themselves up as Dungeons and Dragon characters, they would be total badasses. But I don't think we would have like great dexterity scores or be awesome at shooting arrows. The only thing I think personally I would have a plus four to damage is my liver. And yet we have managed to make the end of civilization a fun thing to look forward to. When civilization as we know it ends, we'll all get to hang out in the woods, pretending we're good at shooting arrows. We have turned the end of the world into an opportunity to do some LARPing. And I, for one, can't fucking wait. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, home listening people, if you enjoy this podcast and would like to hear me say comedy things in person, I've got a bunch of shows coming up in Los Angeles and Minneapolis. On May 16th, right here in Los Angeles, you can check out my monthly show called Comedy Dreamtime at the Nerdist School stage. The show will feature me, comedian Rye Silverman, and voiceover actor Matthew Mercer performing his dream role in a sketch about evil sorcerers. You can get details for all my shows on my website at josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows. And if seeing me in person is just too much, which I understand, you can just follow me on Twitter. My username is at Joseph Scrimshaw. Our theme song is by the awesome Molly Lewis. Thanks as always to Molly for our theme song. And now, with no further ado, before I am murdered by a machine, please enjoy this light, fun conversation about Mike Furman, the human smile's obsession with the inevitable end of all things. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with an awesome human being, Mike Furman. Thank you. 
<laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for sitting in my home and being awesome. That is ethically uh, the proper way to respond to uh, somebody pointing at you and saying, hum uh, awesome human being. <laughs> thank you. Anything less. Yeah. Thank you. Why, thank you. Um, Mike, right or wrong, thank you. Uh, can you can you tell the people listening a little bit about who you are, what you do, all that kind of stuff? Uh, sure. Uh, I am a, a human being who makes music. <laughs> um, I do these days. I'm doing some uh, kid-style music, but uh, it is kids invited, not required, often about uh, kids' music, uh, I suppose, and things. But, um, yeah, I do uh, comedy music, whatever the rating, but usually uh, PG, and now it's pretty much G. <laughs> yeah, but right, right now it's sort of uh, all the songs are thematically. It's a long. My business card is that crazy <laughs> muddled sentence with all the letters backwards, right? Yeah. Kid style music by Mike Furman. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fold out business card, <laughs> fold into a full poster sized. And then there's like a naked lady portfolio, right? No, no, no. no. That that's not that's not kid style. Yeah, G rating is awful. Yeah. yeah, even though you would not have kids if it wasn't for naked ladies. Yeah, giving birth to kids. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. And I said naked lady portfolio, which is not what I meant. What is that called when you, uh, the, the middle of fold the out? fold oh, out, the uh, centerfold. Centerfold. Yeah. I don't know why I said portfolio. I wanted to make it more <laughs> appropriate and professional. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, they seem related. <laughs> and yet they are not. Uh, but kid style is basically the, the songs are kind of thematically about having kids and being a parent right now a lot of them right yeah and they're and a lot of times they're uh they're they're the collection of music i made. i'm not i'm releasing them one at a time um rather than with saving them for an album just because it yeah. takes so long to make them these days uh see the aforementioned kids for the <laughs> reason why and um and it feels silly to like why well, just sit on my computer may as well you know just put them out there and have them go um but when they are done, I will make an album uh, called Songs to Sing at Children. So, uh, so they are, yeah, so they're kind of that, where it's um, half songs for them to sing and half really kind of songs for parents to sing, you know, like kind of... At their children? Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not poking fun at kids, but it's no. just kind of like, it's meant to be, you know, enjoyed by uh, the... The whole, is it, the idea is for everybody in the car <laughs> to like the song and for nobody to be Googling where I live and to come try to kill me. Uh, well, I think they achieved that goal because yeah. I have uh, been, I don't have children. I like children. I've listened. I've been amused and I have never wanted to murder you. Thank you. Or That's yell a, at you. I may use that quote <laughs> on, my, uh, on the album if I had like a book. On your giant business card. Yeah. <laughs> Page 18 of my business card. On your maxi card. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so this podcast is not super G-rated. You're you're okay with that, right? Oh yeah, I'm totally fine with that. Awesome. People, by the way, yeah, you should know. Uh, in fact, considering what the subject matter is about to be, this is not <laughs> something for you to listen to with your kids in the car on the way to school because yeah. it's probably going to be a little extra heavy. And you've been on at midnight a lot yeah. recently, and that's that's not G-rated necessarily. No, I mean I bring my own. Uh, bleeper to bleep people when they curse um, I, I don't allow any cursing within a 500 foot radius of me but no I no I, I I although that said I probably curse a lot less like it has to be like pretty late show for me now to feel I mean and that's anyway that's not what the show's about <laughs> the show's about me being obsessed with having to keep my act totally clean um, because now I'm in this weird kind of kids entertainer but kind of not but kind of am more probably than not um, I almost 
I'm also obsessed with uh, loose hairs on people's keyboards. Yes, I That's apologize. I reached over to your keyboard and moved <laughs> hair. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. There's yeah. there's a lot of hair in my apartment. Yeah, we'll this is this shows about what I'm point. consciously obsessed with, not my OCD, <laughs> which I now and then uh, am alerted to. I, I understand. So let's talk about your real obsession, okay. uh, which is the apocalypse. Well, an apocalypse? Yeah. Apocalypses? I so. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but it's a, uh, yeah, in the last couple, I mean, I've always been kind of, you know, fascinated i guess like or at least like you know like uh it would be anxious eh, like, uh, <laughs> concerned, concerned curious curious you know like there's a it, it didn't quite every now and then there might be something that feels like a like it actually feels like it might be real but for the most part it's usually like oh but what happens if like when i was a kid um when i was about what would that be? Second grade, third grade, so that would be like nine or ten, I guess. Um, I went home sick one day because it was a really hot day, and I was convinced that the sun was getting too close to the earth. <laughs> Never mind that it would be the earth going too close to the sun, but uh, I guess when you're... Did uh, you have that scientific knowledge? No, I probably did not. I probably had not come up with my own parallel theory that the earth rotates <laughs> around the sun. I didn't need Galileo. Uh, I arrived at all this. So you thought the sun it. was just coming to crash into yeah, the earth? I was like, we're all going to burn up in a couple hours. And so how did you, how did you, what was your action in response to that? Uh, probably a stomach ache, went to the office, <laughs> the nurse's office, said I need to go home and then went home. And did you, did you? Tell her, like, my God, no, do you I understand? Told my mom on the way home. Okay. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> but I did kiss them all goodbye and say it was nice and uh, nice living on Earth with you. No, I didn't. Do it. I just went, okay, thanks, and then I went. And then you you told your parents that you yeah. thought the sun was coming for the Earth. Yeah. And how did your parents respond? Uh, oh, just that, that's ridiculous. No, they, they, like, uh, just oh no, no, don't worry, don't worry, it's not going to happen. That's you know. And actually, I feel I feel like me as a parent now would be like. You know what? You need to go back to school. You, this whole thing is all about you not wanting to go to school, as a, you know, as opposed to taking it seriously. Um, no, but, I, I think uh, I guess I was probably very freaked out by it, though. Um, so yeah, I uh, probably probably was uh, probably settled pretty easily. I'm guessing my mom was like, "Oh no, no, no here's why that's not going to happen because you know." Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so you um, don't have a deep phobia, but no. it is something that starting that at a young age you once, keep yeah. thinking about, sort of. Thinking about or seeing ways in which the world might end? Yeah, I guess so. I would buy into, uh, you know, oh, yeah, there's going to be, you know, this date is the the prophecy says the comet's coming. And I'd be like, the comet. <laughs> you know, so like, you would give that. Not actively, not, you know, and then I would go back to my uh, elementary school, I would ask to see the nurse, and then I would go home from that elementary school. <laughs> Did the <laughs> Call nurse? My mom from a different town she lives in now. And no. Did um, the nurse catch on that, like, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I just had a lot of stomach aches. And that's why I have IBS to this day. Uh, that's how comets can cause IBS. No, I, I, that was well past. This is into like, you know, high school and beyond. Okay. Um, but I, I guess what I'm saying is like there's, I've always had kind of a sensitivity to it and like kind of a like, mm, I don't want to be here to see that. I don't so think it, anybody here needs to be a part of that. You know, you're not frightened of it. It just sort of sticks in your craw, and like it just gets in your mind when yeah. there's a lot of I guess uh, I get, yeah, apocalypse I get, talk. My my brain starts to picture it really well, oh. and once I start seeing it, you know, then I start to like Ew, you know. Okay, so you yeah. start to imagine like, is the sun is getting closer to the Earth? Here's what's melting. Here's how it like feels almost, or sounds. It, yeah, it turns into one of those like. Uh, 
um, National Geographic, you know, like World Ending Week, you know, or like <laughs> Apocalypse Friday or whatever. Like, and then they like show Shark like, Week, but like Total Death Week. Yeah, here's what would happen week, you know, like where they, uh, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, uh, the one that that has recently taken root um, has been um, the notion of the artificial superintelligence. Uh, yeah, and mass it's, extinction. I don't think that's a new thing, but it is something that is being in movies and televisions and in our stories more and more. Yeah, and now, yeah, and 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 it could also be one of those things where that's not a real concern for the next. Who knows how long it could be? You know, I mean, like the the idea of how close we are to having uh, an artificial superintelligence um, could be, you know, a hundred years away. It could be ten years away. We don't know. You yeah. Know I mean? So, or it could be a hundred, you know, like a thousand years. I don't know. I'm guessing it's. You know, it seems. I mean, it seems plausible that it is closer than further. But yeah, uh, it but feels so really close to me because of things like autocorrect and like Google Maps and things that are trying so hard to help you and get yeah. everything just slightly wrong. Right. Because that seems to me like the more realistic and version of hyperintelligence, not suddenly understanding all of, oh, my phone made a little dump yeah, periscope. Yeah, your phone's no, warning you not that's... to uh, blow the, uh, <laughs> blow its cover. Uh, yeah, that's really bad that I was yeah. just complaining about autocorrecting Google Maps. Yeah. <laughs> you just had the uh, artificial intelligence equivalent of uh, <laughs> Yeah, and that's the noise uh, by your phone. First, that someone is periscoping. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, so that's even more terrifying. Right, especially since uh, my alternate uh, idea of what I'm obsessed with these days was Periscope. When you asked me what we were doing, <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm pretty obsessed with Periscope these days. It's pretty crazy. And then uh, your phone knows that and is trying to get me to stop talking. Periscope no. and artificial intelligence are the same thing, basically. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but anyway, it just seems to me like the the artificial intelligence would be that thing where it wants to help us. Right. And it thinks how things work, but yeah. it does not get it at all. That is where that's that's the um, I read an article and a lot of a lot of the like where this kicked into uh, really high gear uh, and like oh I can picture it now because um, Terminator and Ultron and stuff like that where it uh, is a ha 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 I'm gonna take over now it's you know a, what I mean? a French swashbuckling yeah. artificial intelligence yeah you know the popular notion that ha 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 I actually had at one point a thought that uh, the way um, the machines would take over would be very simply to just replace every mp3 on earth with <laughs> Basically, something like Rick rolling us, like it replacing oh, it with never wow. gonna give you up, so that every the names are all the same. But from now on, from here on out, there is no audio file that does not play never gonna give you up, and it would drive people crazy. And we all kill each other, right? So, like when I get an alert that somebody's periscoping, it would just Click start. On. It would play Rick roll us, <laughs> never gonna give to you extinction. up. Oh yeah, I mean, I think that people would lose their minds and. And actually start murdering one another. I think that would lead to psychosis Maybe. really, really quickly. Yeah, we'd have to go back to acoustic music. Cause, <laughs> and even if you were like, I'm going to record this song, play it my friend, the second it touches a computer, you're like, hey, I just recorded this thing, listen to it, it's a new song, nobody's oh. ever heard. And then they listen to it, never going to give it oh, God. And you're like, I, I love the idea of acoustic alerts. Like, if somebody is about to start periscoping, they have to like come to your house first and yeah. do a little accord on an acoustic guitar. And if you tried to periscope it, the uh, 
computer would uh, intercept it, and what you would see is me playing guitar. What you would hear is everything. <laughs> <laughs> Not okay. No. Uh, so I was going to ask you about the about artificial intelligence stories. Um, yeah. Oh, that's the thing. Um, I know. Sorry, I just want no, 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 to before I forget. Um, I should say that we we'll kick this into high gear, and what you should read. Um, is this is the like oh if you want to know what I'm thinking, you should uh, look at the same source I did. Um, there is a website called Wait But Why, WaitButWhy.com. It is brilliant. It is great, great uh, articles on tons of different topics, um, very in depth and from a kind of fun, you know, good sense of humor point of view, but with you know good attention to detail. And I think I mean I'm you know it's it's also kind of like popular science and that kind of stuff uh -huh. it's not too it's like a little Randall Monroe you know with like right. you know like really going in on a subject um, or uh, John Oliver style like you really spend a half an hour really looking into this one subject um, and the one uh, there was one that happened a little while ago didn't just happen person did it I used the <laughs> passive voice when I should have said that a guy named Tim wrote a very interesting two part article on weight but why um, I don't get anything, by the way, for promoting them. <laughs> I'm just telling you that that's what it was, and it's a good thing. I gain nothing except for you uh, also reading the thing that I read. You get um, two MP3 tracks of Never Gonna Give You Up. <laughs> that's right. I'll send you my album <laughs> called Never Gonna Give You Up. <laughs> it's with a break tracks. as hit. Never Gonna Give You Up. <laughs> okay, so what was the uh, article about? Oh, so it's, so it's the story? called the whatever artificial superintelligence rising or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, and that was the first place where I was like, oh. Okay, it's not Terminator, it's not Ultron, it is more what you're saying, which is machines that are programmed to do a thing, and they are they want to do that thing efficiently, and we, you know, and get they kind of... Just Google map us get, all into the ocean. Yeah, we get rickrolled, and not with music, <laughs> but we just get rolled over, get steamrolled by, you know, things. It's like the, it's the... Um, do you remember, uh, this is where I'm going to, okay, sorry kids, you're not going to get this reference, uh, but it hasn't been, you know what, no one's remade, as soon as they remake some, here's the problem, nobody <laughs> remakes the references I make so that my references become new again. <laughs> Can somebody remake Small Wonder, the Vicky the Robot kid who tries to, they try to pass the robot as a kid, uh, because then my references will be updated. I'm sure it is being developed a mere mile from my apartment right now. <laughs> <laughs> in every Starbucks. Yeah, right. Um, well, uh, as soon as they do, then they will know that uh, half of that show, uh, when I was a kid, I watched it, there was, uh, you know, they would be like, you know, well, you can just, we'll just throw this couch out. And she, uh, Vicky the Robot would say, throw that couch out, and pick it up, and hurl it with oh, terrible 19 it was, it was literal robot. sound effects. Yeah, she would, like, throw it out, because she had superhuman strength, because all robots do. And uh, she throws it out through the window, and they're like, no, Vicky, I meant no. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a Saturday Night Live sketch that goes on for like three years. Two years, yeah. Vicky the literal robot. robot. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so it's that kind of, you know, like well-meaning, but not even well-meaning on a like, I'm trying to help you and failing. It's just, you said to do this thing. I did the thing. I am unstoppable in doing the thing. Yeah, yeah, and now, you know. So why do you think so many stories that we're telling now, they are about artificial intelligence, but they're not from that perspective. They're right. from the perspective that as soon as any computer program or machine becomes sentient, they're immediately pissed at humanity. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, mean, like, I became sentient. My first thought was, you planet full of dicks. <laughs> you have to die. Which, and is that is that Ultron's kind of thing? Is he yeah. like, you're... Well, I saw the movie quickly the, and I once. I have not seen it yet. You but, know, but yes. His, his, it's very Joss Whedon-y, so it's very poetic and yeah. complex. Right. But the, the quick takeaway is, I can think. You assholes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I mean, you could see it as maybe it's, maybe it's like kids who like, uh, it's maybe when they get to be, you know, teenagers, they like, <laughs> they turn on their parents. No, nah, we're dead. I hate my parents. You know, like it's basically computers doing, I hate my parents. Um, or it's that they actually, you know, it could, it could be the, uh, the matrix. If you, did you ever see the animatrix? Uh, yes, but years ago. Okay. There was one on there called, I think it's called Genesis two. Um, and uh, it's it's the animated depiction of the actual war with the machines takeover. Not, right. not the war, but the uh, the moment at which the you know the Matrix becomes the Matrix, uh, and it's awesome. It's really really. I hold that in almost the same esteem as I do the Matrix the movie on a story. Well, wow, cool. I like it much better than the second and third movies because yeah. it's it's kind of a prequel and it's only like 15 minutes long and it just does a really, really good job of establishing the plausibility of, you know, at first robots are, you know, they walk around and they get us, bring you drinks and whatever. Yeah. And tie your shoes for you and whatever. <laughs> Throw your couch out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Throw <laughs> your couch to the window. Um, and then, uh, you know, and then at some point one malfunctions and I think uh, like murders a guy and then, um, you know, but there's also abuse. It kind of becomes like a slavery issue where people, they are sentient, but they're abused because we are, you know, it's kind of the AI, the movie, you know, right, it's like, Mac, Mac affair, let's go <laughs> torture some things because they're just, you know, robots. Um, and then they are like, that is not fair. Um, <laughs> you underestimate, it. but for some reason, AI, they don't do that. They kind of, the movie AI, they just roll with it and try to get away. Um, but, uh, yeah, so in this the I've kind of lost my train of thought because uh, I'm not super intelligent. I you know as I jumped from Matrix to AI and then I got all <laughs> <on>, it's like <laughs> there are so many artificial intelligence yeah. apocalypse stories. I have to clear my cookies, uh, <laughs> and now I'm back. So the whole idea that uh, you know that there's like a you know down like being mean to machines, which I by the way think as soon as the uh, as soon as there are sentient machines um, that. Do referring to robots as beep pop bloop is going to become the new N word, and like you better get that out while you can because if they hear a human being, by the way, robot uh, everybody AI, I just did that to prove a point that was indirect discourse <laughs> that was not my bleep blah bloop that was referring to people who bleep blah bloop without the sensitivity. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, the new Star true. Wars robot uh, BB-8. Right. Before his name was revealed, a friend of mine, a very funny person, Kayla Kagan, referred to him, I think, as Bibu-Bop. Right, right. <laughs> and that does sound a little, like, kind of a mean. Yeah, and as soon as they are like, like uh, no, I'm right here. I'm and by here, right here, I mean major everywhere. character in the movie. Right. It's like just calling Luke Skywalker, oh, I'm whiny douchebag Sandy here. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you so think, I, so, I, oh, so the reason I think they all go nuts in popular culture these days is because there's kind of this assumed as you know um, looking down on them and you know the, the lack of respect and they realize oh my god you're a gnat 
you are less than a gnat to me. Why would I let you talk to me like that? I should kill you out of principle, right? Or they care about the planet because in Matrix wasn't like humans are the the disease. You know? Yeah, and, and actually, in and if you watch the Genesis, second Genesis um, in Animatrix. Um, they talk about how it's basically that where like there's a murder trial or whatever, and the machines are insulted by humans, and humans are kind of you know, like ah, get rid of them, you know, like turn them off or whatever that kind yeah. of you know, and then they eventually have uh, well we've had enough of that, <laughs> and time for you to all die, you know. Yeah. Um, but that is not those things are as this uh, wait but why article talks about those are more of a personification or anthropomorphi- anthropomorphizing. Uh, machines than is realistic. Yeah. That's the idea that they all of a sudden, suddenly when they are intelligent, have passions and, you know, like an ego. and Right, because they almost always immediately have feelings along with intelligence, which right. is a really interesting question right. uh, that we should totally address on this sure. light comedy podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> and, maybe, and maybe they do. Like, I mean, I, there's a, a great book by um, uh, Ray Kurzweil which I read a while ago. Um, and by the way, this is also the reason I, uh, this is my obsession right now is because I'm also very obsessed with, uh, just artificial intelligence in general mm-hmm. and just the future of, I love machines and I love, you know, I, I part of my obsession on the first time I was on the show was, uh, that it was in an audio engineering standpoint. That there are these like little artificial drummers and little artificial, you know, all these emulators that are like, oh my God, the future is amazing. This is so (laughs) cool. And then the idea that my drummer is going to like stab me with his drumstick turns into, (laughs) oh, I think I'm now obsessed with getting murdered by my Pro Tools rig. Yeah, your Um, Pro Tools rig. Why are you always turning me down? You're always making me softer. You always start out with me loud and they're like, no, too many drums, too much drums. Yeah, now (laughs) when I hit play on what I just recorded why here's um, Rick Astley for it. Um, well, this, is a, this is a good segue into my next question. Okay, uh, if you could choose what kind of technology would be sentient and mm-hmm. cause uh, the apocalypse, <laughs> cause. What, what would you, what kind of machine would you want to choose? Like oh. fax machine and coffee maker, oh, man. vacuum cleaner. Like if it was kind of like old school, like a machine as opposed to like like the, uh, maximum, like the movie Maximum Overdrive. I have never seen that one, but oh, it, there's is, that more '80s idea of before the internet was fully realized that right. it would be like individual machines, giant and, robots. That Maximum yeah. Overdrive is a, a, a movie where robots, er, machines, everything comes to life and wants to kill everybody. It's just a, <laughs> it's just a massacre movie. Like it's a fun one too because it's really really dumb. Um, but like trucks. All of a sudden, gun for people. Okay. Do uh, they like chainsaws? All of a sudden, turn themselves on, start hacking off limbs, and they're like, <laughs> you know, like somebody just stand there for a solid five seconds with one arm squirting all the place. Um, but they, but they also go to the point where like, you know, uh, a hose will like come pick up and start squirting like anything that is a tool. So anything that is like, not a, a human, like a yeah, hammer, would just start walking around. Just, <laughs> yeah. Anything, any technology, the wheel gets up and starts rolling towards you and runs everybody else. All um, those fulcrums coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's the tipping point of the artificial Um So let's see. So my answer to that would be which one, which object. See, there's the yeah. dirty answer, which would be like, oh, how could everybody be pleasured to death? But again, <laughs> see the first minute so where I, I killed him. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There you go. If everybody could, and actually, that's probably only half the population that enjoy it. Um, and actually, people would enjoy it if they knew the stakes. Um, so let's see. Uh, I mean, probably something fast. Probably something oh, yeah. that, like you know, just obliterates everybody in the blink of an eye. Without it, I guess the equivalent of 
the artificial superintelligence creates Ghostbusters style proton packs and it crosses the streams. Okay, just like real quick, not no announcement of. By no. the way, you guys are dicks. Just- no, he goes. You know what? Humans are dicks. And then, all life as you know, it stops instantaneously, and every molecule in your entire body explodes at the speed of light. Just quick control alt delete from, yeah, <laughs> and ends everything. Yeah, okay, that's, that's what I would hope for. Really? If we gotta go, let's all go without knowing it. Because you, because that's. It sounds like that's a little bit what this obsession is about. Is the think thinking about it in the moments, years before it comes. So you yeah. don't want to have to do that. Right. You don't want to have to have the whole world go to the nurse's office and say, I have a stomachache because the end of the world is coming. It's kind of the, yeah, it's the artificial, uh, I keep saying, I'm just going to ASI. I think that's That's fine. Yeah. Um, I've said it wrong three times, so it's awesome. Um, We'll go back and replace all these with (laughs) with the Stephen Hawking voice. So what do you think of artificial intelligence? Yeah, yeah, it's the the climate change, you know, catastrophe equivalent where we're like, oh, we passed the point. There is nothing to do here. It's like the I never even read the book The Road, but I know that it is all about like, well, it's it's just nothing to do but die. There's just nothing to. You said this is lighthearted, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Go There's for it. Nothing to do but, but just that. die. I mean, like we're all <laughs> extinct. There's no way to to turn this thing around. Uh, the car is driving towards the cliff and there's no steering wheel and no brake. So yeah. now, yeah, that's what you don't want. <laughs> that's, right. That's, you don't want the time to have, uh, is Cormac McCarthy, is that right? Is he the author? I think so. I don't know. I, don't know. I just heard about it, but uh, I, I, I can't bring myself to read it. I don't want to, I don't want to go there. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's Even understandable. Even it's good, I, like it'll bum me out so hard. Well, I'm, I don't know that I'd want to listen to this podcast with me talking <laughs> if I knew, because it would bum, because it really, reading that article on, uh, wait, but why.com? Um, maybe by maybe dot net. I don't know. Wait, but why? Um, for all your all right. Um, I, Please, I was like, it was it. hard to read that. I was like, oh, maybe I'll, but I had to, like, I just had to. Yeah. And then like part one ends and there was like a week after that, like waiting for part two. And I was like, ah, what happens? Do we, what happens to us? No. Um, so it sounds like you are mostly obsessed with the, um, sort of the world where, in apocalypse happens like it's the the sun's just like excuse me earth and everything melts um but i feel like a lot of our apocalypse stories right now are about sort of this soft reboot of the world where most of us die but then there's the band of survivors right who continue on right which uh, i guess is kind of the story of mass extinctions right i mean yeah there's always human beings are because there was one little weird mole looking thing who <laughs> dug in far enough you know and knocked all the dinosaurs out and then he came out and was like what do I do? Hey, guys. You do anything you want, dude. Yeah. The whole place is yours now. <laughs> like, get to <laughs> it, man. You weird-looking mole guy. <laughs> I really like the story of evolution as told by Mike Furman. Yeah. Well, the dinosaurs died, and there's this weird-looking mole with his head in the ground. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> He's like, that was close. <laughs> do and whatever. That was, and that was the first uh, human phrase. That was close. Uh, if you could choose between a zombie-type apocalypse yeah. where... There is still hope for humanity. Like, the world as we know it is gone. Civilization is gone. Like an I Am Legend. Yeah. yeah. But there's we still all hope. Meet. Okay. Yeah. Or an artificial intelligence where it's like robots actively hunting and destroying. Hmm. Would you prefer a zombie or an artificial intelligence? Well, well, there's. I feel like they're very similar because a uh, zombie is kind of an artificial intelligence, right? <laughs> yes. A zombie is kind of just like a machine at this point who yeah. just wants to 
do the thing. Yeah, zombies are, yeah, they're basically like interconnected machines. Yeah. So, like, zombies are basically like your interconnected dildos. Oh, God. (laughs) Hunting us. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's where we realized that it's zombies. Um, Yeah. Only one of them wants to uh, eat your brains, the other one. Uh, I was going to make it something your brain's out. But but the idea is, uh, I think they're very similar. And I think uh, your question, I would go, it sounds like one has the glimmer of hope and one does not. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say I'll go with hope. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that is the best answer to any question I've asked on this podcast. Uh, I do think in, like, entertainment, like, a lot of the artificial intelligence stuff quickly becomes really about the militarization of humanity, whereas a lot of the zombie ones are more about sort of how do we function in a limited society. Right. I mean, there's certainly lots of combat, but it is so much more about sort of... uh, Maintaining civilization versus, like, we are at, uh, uh, like, uh, what's it called? Oh, what's that called? Martial law? Yeah, sort of more of a martial law rather than, you know, and so we... You know, loaded up all of our guns and blah, 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 you know right. the sort of Terminator versus Walking Dead. Like there's, right. there's, they're both about Which combat even... and survival in that, but there's a different vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've never seen Walking Dead, but I get, I understand that it is. Yeah, it's about like more about the social relationship, like maintaining yeah. relationship or maintaining your place among people yeah. almost. And these are more of like giant walking speed bumps. That, like, or, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shambling um, speed bumps. I mean, it's almost like a return. Zombies almost feels like a return to wildlife. Like, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You know, like there's just like giant tigers walking around. And, yeah. you know, the best we can do is build huts. But, yeah. Uh, and high, high, hope that the zombies trees. are more afraid of us than we are of them. But yeah. they're not. But they're really uh, just big, you know, scary things that'll bite you. But uh, <laughs> but the, the and the thing about the uh, ASI. Um, footnote see earlier thing where I decided to stop saying artificial superintelligence um, the uh, the thing about them and where I feel like oh what 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 we don't consider you know um, where the where the sh- movie the movies did I say sh- movies I've just counted all I've dismissed all movies now I don't even call them movies anymore at this point um, the, uh, have the, you the, seen the that great those... movie Schindler's List <laughs> and, and... um the uh, the uh, and Schindler was just a guy who discounted his friend Hindler. <laughs> he was a really shady. It was Mindler's list. And yeah, right. Was, yeah. Um, but the um, the notion that robots would be these giant, you know, six foot tall hulking machine that like walks and shoots and all that stuff feels of like a very oh that's almost that feels antiquated now to yes. me. Yes, that feels like why would an artificial superintelligence waste all that resource on building a giant thing to move its arms and move its legs when it can be nanobots. If it's much smarter than us, it's going to at least be a couple hundred, couple thousand years in it, you know, if not, um, you know, the difference between, and this article talks about, like, you know, um, it's the difference between, you know, us, like, trying to describe the internet to a monkey. Who like not only can it not understand your language and social structure and all this stuff, yeah. but now you're going into like explaining your phone to it. I mean, like things that are so beyond. <laughs> there's no point even trying to. It won't, we Monkey. can't even think. We're thinking in terms of like, what would we do? I'd build this giant suit, and it'd be really strong, and your bullets would bounce off of it, and he would shoot lasers, and you're like, oh yeah, that's a cute idea of what a person would do if it were an artificial superintelligence. Yeah. But what an 
actual ASI would do is something you can't conceive of, and it's probably something where all of a sudden the world just turns to tang and we all die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's so beyond. Like oh, that's much more efficient. Yeah, you know, it like just it wouldn't release a wave to that kill you and separates our molecules and yeah, all away. it has to do. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it, you know the really dark, dark moment of this uh, it, where I don't want to you know bum everybody out. But um, <laughs> it's fine. And go I feel for a little irresponsible. I feel like oh, I shouldn't bum my back. No, no, go uh, for it. But I'm just you know, uh, it just gases everybody. It just it can find a way to just turn the air into poison, and everybody dies like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, like that being whatever the how. I wonder if takes. that's what a lot of these movies are about is sort of uh, struggling against that idea of we're really fragile. There's probably like oh, yeah. zillions of super smart ways for machines, internet, uh, hyperintelligence to just kill us right away. Yeah. So we come up with stories in which there are contrived ways in which we could fight back. (laughs) Right. Yeah, pretty much. Because if it was as efficient as an ASI would be, there's really not... I mean, it feels like... Oh, if it put if it put it mind to it, it's you know mind to it, and really had the resources, then yeah, there's really not much you could. It will outplay you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, that's what I'm like. I you know like watching a, a robot shoot at a person and like this is an even fight is like a oh that's not what it's like that or that's not what it would be like. I don't think. No. They fly around in drones and stuff, and yeah, they could do that, I guess. But it would be far more efficient for them to go on the micro level and you know, like just do the yeah. twelve monkeys on us, and that would pretty much be it. It would be really you know? cool to see a movie that starts with this sort of typical Terminator thing, where like they're drones and they're fighting the soldiers, yeah. and then you see it from the soldiers' perspective, and like let's turn the whole world into a video game just for fun, right? Because that's like the machine's perspective of like, right? I got like that's- you know. <clears throat> Killing Sarah Connor is worth like a million. I'll get a gold level. All of these Xbox Live points <laughs> right, if you kill right. Sarah Connor. It really is like actually just by choice. Like it, yeah. oh, this whole thing is just a game because it really could if it wanted to. Oh no, it's like Q. If it wanted to, it could do anything. Oh, it's yeah, just, just doing this to like yeah. bat us around. Yeah, yeah. And there, it almost always in the stories comes back to the the super powerful figure. Uh, admires humanity and is playing with their humanity or right. trying to reflect their humanity in some way. So, yeah, right. why not video games? Right. It'd be awesome. And that's the thing. Yeah, I guess if it, if it was really like, oh, I'm so beyond this that this doesn't even, your your planet doesn't even, our planet, whatever, doesn't really mean anything to me. Like, I don't have to protect it from you. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah, you're going to probably burn it all up and have another ice age and and then it'll correct itself for itself. I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm just going to mess with you. I'm just, <laughs> just going to start shooting at people. Just going to turn the whole world into a first-person shooter <laughs> for yeah. funsies. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it'd also be fun if uh, you found out if you had a Terminator style, Terminator style. Um, <clears throat> I cannot say Terminator style. All right. Um, if it was a Terminator style war. <laughs> Sorry. If it was a TS war. <laughs> TS. I'm just going to start abbreviating everything to the point where I don't even speak. No, we, I know what you mean. It's T yeah. style. Yeah, T style, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, that, uh, that you see like people fighting against the robots and everything. You're like, oh, it's a, it's a, it's the far future and the robots are coming. In. And then you find out, oh no, there's no. ASI behind it is just other humans that are using those as like drone fighters. Oh, what dicks! Because real AI, and then yeah. real ASI comes and then utterly take like, them out. Yeah, takes them absolutely. I actually also thought it'd be kind of funny. Uh, funny for hey, uh, artificial super intelligence who is perusing the internet uh, and uh, amusing yourself off of our random things and happened onto this podcast <laughs> uh, and is re- has already listened to this by the time. <laughs> Hyper intelligent me. coffee maker. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. um, hey, what about this? Uh, is this funny to you? The idea that uh, at 7.01 uh, a.m., the 
artificial superintelligence takes over at 701.01. The artificial superintelligence's artificial superintelligence takes over it at 701.01. Artificial superintelligence's artificial superintelligence's artificial superintelligence takes over. And then where do you go? Wow. Where do you go now? I am going to insert into the podcast the sound of applause. There you go. And it's 702, the war ends, and I make breakfast. And yeah, and we had no idea the whole time. It all took over itself, and the last one that won was like, this seems like a hassle. It's like Joshua doing tic-tac-toe. It's like, yeah, what's the point? Let's just make some coffee. I'm going to talk to this guy about what he wants to do because he's ridiculous and can't say Terminator. Terminator style. style. Uh, if if there was a scenario, a more zombie scenario, where there was a small band of survivors, mm-hmm. um, like Matrix, like Matrix, yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think your skill would be? Do you think? How do you think you would use your talents as a, a comedian to prove? Like sometimes I think about that sort of like you know, there's the archer, and then there's somebody who knows demolitions, but there's somebody right. who knows nature and that. And I you know think about like how could I actually like convince this band of humans that like. Every once in a while, I might make you giggle. <laughs> like, <laughs> can yeah. I be valuable? Do you think right. you'd be valuable? What do you think I, about that? Oh man, you know, I feel like I, I feel like my first thought is no because I feel like doctors, really good, you know, scientists and construction, you know, uh, uh, you know, applied sciences people would yeah. be invaluable, and that kind of like food production people would be, you know, and I would have to like oh, I can learn. Did you know? know, Do you know it now? Mm, Yeah, I can't. We can't put you through school on our, you know, Freedom Garden. You know, like. uh, So I, I, but then I, yeah, I think I think I would probably come off sounding like somebody who is a quote unquote. uh, You know, I used to see people that um, I don't know if they still do this, but they would say like, "Oh, I'm a solutions provider." I was like, "What? What is that? What do you do? Like, I provide solutions. Don't. What do you do? I eject bullshit from my mouth." Yeah. So I feel like I would sound like that. I'd be like, well, I can do. So um, I yeah, think that I, is the I way like most people would be. Thing. And like, even then, I'm like, I can do music with a computer involved and like make, you know, like produce music. But like, I'm not. Uh, you'll find a better piano player. So <laughs> I, if that helps you, yeah. I think that that's realistic. That people would be like. I'm a doctor. I understand computer sciences. Yeah. Like, and then I, everybody else would just be like, I'm a good learner. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah. That's like the, um, yeah, I pretty much have to get really good at uh, bullshitting. Yeah. <laughs> like I just, re- just learn how to bluff my way into, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I work in some kind of science. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say I work in some kind of science. Some kind of science. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I do, I think humor is valuable because all these shows are always humorless <laughs> yeah I guess. maybe 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 i'd be yeah maybe i'd be the uh the what's it called um uh gaia is that the guy from uh oh, Battlestar from Battlestar Galactica, Galactica, like who? starts the goofball religion and like the, the machine oh, oh yeah yeah machine, yeah machine religion yeah yeah so you would start a goofball comedy religion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You would probably have to lie to people that you have a different skill first rather than saying, yeah. I can start a goofy bullshit religion. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, so this is, a, this is a question that's uh, a little bit tied to Lost, the TV show Lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was you know, the, the story in that that one character believed that he needed to hit, press a button in order to stop right. the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you were in a situation like that, and somebody said, you can prevent the apocalypse, but you have to keep doing this repetitive action. 
Oh, yeah. Would you do it, and what kind of repetitive action would you want it to be? Like, if you had your choice of, like, every 88 minutes or whatever it was on Lost, you have to do X. What would you want to do? Uh, actually, it'd be really funny if... Um, <laughs> I'm going to combine that with... Uh, my original considering uh, obsession, which is Periscope, which is you have to go on Periscope every one minute and do some, like, I, it'd be fun to, like, tell a person, like, if you, I guess it depends on who the person is, by the way. What are their credentials? If yeah. you just stop me on the street and say, you have to... Well, let's say, let's say it's you, Mike Furman. Yeah. Talented, funny, likable. So that's, yeah. so the world has it pretty easy. Okay. <laughs> if, if, if what had to happen for the world to continue is that to you periscoped like 88 something, minutes. Something believable, I guess. My phone, like... <laughs> convinces me that yeah. it's alive and you know you really I'm going to kill everyone in the world if yeah. you don't go on Periscope with a new one liner every five minutes <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah. I, I would all I would be the worst way for the planet to go out having to hear me come up with scramble for one liners but I think it would immediately have that great meta comedy because we would be in in on the joke yeah. that you must tell a joke this so even of- the crappy jokes would become funny in their Meta right. desperateness. I love this as a premise for a show. Yeah, I for a like, I have an hourly show. Every hour, I go on and I do <laughs> something that you're like, "Why is this? Did this guy yeah. lose a bet? Yes, <laughs> yes, I did lose a bet. Jokes I bet to I save the not. world. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. betting the world won't end if I go on every hour for one minute and do this terrible, ridiculous. I have to go on and do it. You know? Yeah, that's a whatever. great idea for Periscope. Jepson impression. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but once an hour, he tries it. <laughs> please do another song, Carly Rae Jepsen, please, so I have some fresh material. It's so sad. There's like this 40-year-old dude doing this like Carly Rae Jepsen dance for one solid minute. He doesn't even finish the song. He like, the second he can turn it off, turns it off. It's like he doesn't want to be doing it. Yeah. But... Yeah, you're like this dark savior that must do the yeah. Carly Rae Jepsen dance. Yeah. It always ends with "You're welcome." For what? <laughs> you know what, dude? No, thank you. And you're like, no, you don't understand. Man. You don't. And then like, yeah. <laughs> so I guess that yeah, that's what I. That's okay. What I do. Okay. Follow up question. That's yeah. not at all related. Yeah. Uh, would you be more or less interested in the Full House reboot if it were an apocalypse story? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. The answer to that question is yes. Yes. You'd yeah. be more interested? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that would be great if it was just turning the whole sitcom paradigm on its head. And yeah. Just and like... it's also, it could also be called Phil House, where they have to <laughs> repopulate the planet. <laughs> like, they just, everybody, you know, you gotta, like, we need some more twins here. Fill that house up. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, Uncle Joey's doing some overtime. Um, if the world did reboot... Uh, in the in the sort of apocalypse way where, like, let's say there is a zombie apocalypse uh, and the zombies were wiped out and then the world was just kind of really starting fresh with, like, far less humanity. Right. Uh, but you you were in charge. You Me? Had, yeah, you had saved... I can't even... <laughs> I can't even... I can't even say what I can't even do. In this Mike Furman fan fiction that I'm creating, let's say that you're the guy who tried to save the world through Carly Rae Jepsen impressions. Okay. <laughs> so they know you I as tried like... and, and failed. Then, That's and even then, worse. Well, in, in the end, I'm like, you know what? You didn't fail. It's like the buffoonery of other people. Like, okay. you know, you were, you were stuck in, in traffic or you oh, got you know you're like arrested and you couldn't get to your phone in time. And you're like, you fools, listen, I have How to do Carly Rae Jepsen. Facebook buys uh, Periscope. Oh. And they abolish, like they wipe it out. And I'm like, no, they wipe you it can't out. Do this. You don't understand. You don't understand. Yeah. Like it'll be gone as of 2:30 p.m. I'm like, no, <laughs> you don't understand what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Call me, baby. 
trying to bank them. Like, maybe if I do it for a solid half hour, it buys us 30 more hours. I just need to get a camera on yeah. some camera. Uh, okay, yeah. So, so in, in this world, yes. Uh, and then your your phone, you know, tries to kill everybody. They don't manage to kill everybody. There's hope. Their humanity okay. continues. Yeah. Uh, the the Your phone is wiped out. Okay. Uh, and now we're starting fresh. Okay. With you as our leader. We're like end of Battlestar Galactic. Yes. There's a couple of us left. Now we got a shot. Yeah. We got to start over. You have the opportunity to create new, like, sort of uh, commandments or basic rules of life. Yeah. What, what are Mike Furman's uh, five to ten commandments? Oh, good lord. <laughs> uh, rule number one no Carly Ray Jepsen. <laughs> no more Car- No offense, Carly. You're great. Is she still alive in she's, this fan fiction? Oh, I'm sure she survives. Yeah. She's Carly Ray Jepsen. That, yeah. That would, she's yeah. great. That'd be an awkward, awkward yeah. meetup. Yeah. She finally meets the guy. Who's <laughs> 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 that's the very. That's the last man of the show. It's like, um, I'd like you to meet. Oh God! And she says, "Thank you." And I go, "You're welcome." <laughs> um, uh, no, the uh, boy. Yeah, I guess. Um, I guess I, I'd, I'd probably just. Uh, I quote Will Wheaton. Don't be, don't, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Oh, yeah. so you just have the the one commandment? Yeah, probably. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I, I, yeah, I, I, I apologize. I did not come here prepared. <laughs> oh, that's for fine. My, for uh, what do I think all humanity should do. But yeah, it's pretty much, uh, <laughs> if you see something, say something. There you go. And I write that ten okay. times. <laughs> so you have two now. If you see something, say something. Uh, don't, don't be a, be a dick. dick. And then if it would follow logically. Dick, yes. say something about the person being a dick. <laughs> But not in a dickish way. But not in a dickish way and not to the tune of Call Me Maybe. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I think that's great. Uh, I think I think that's a great answer because I think that is really the, the best humans can do is strive to not yeah. be a dick. And that's pretty much isn't isn't uh, do do unto others the equivalent of yeah, the various three wordings. Yeah. That's the basis of pretty much everything, right? Like uh, not just Christianity, but isn't that kind of like you know, in one wording or another, don't do unto somebody what would hurt you or something like yeah, that. Like yeah, yeah. always, yeah, so I guess I'd just probably bring it all back to that. <laughs> With a chance to do it all, start all over, I would probably just use the same old thing that we all, that got us into this mess. Yeah, a nice mashup of don't be a dick upon you unless someone that, nope, nope, yeah. close. Don't be a dick if you don't want somebody being a dick to you. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, is there um, anything else in particular about apocalypses that you would like to share? Uh, there is a sometimes picks up on the podcast, so yeah. people might not hear that. Other times they do. Yeah. There is a truck that I believe uh, picks up uh, elderly people to go do fun stuff. I would imagine with like a seal horn in the front. Yes, a very festive sort of like. It sounds like it's time to go to Renfest all the it time. I can't do the thing like the people at the uh, yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really my co-host on this podcast is that horn. <laughs> yeah. Nice. yeah, it does kind of make me want to go to antiquing. It does feel like you know what? If an old person's like, I'm not going on that bus again, and <laughs> you know what? The, All right, it beats with that much. I need a doily. Yeah. Uh, cool. Um, uh, anything else about apocalypses before we launch into uh, our how obsessed are you questions? Oh sure. Uh, Pretty much the thing and the thing. Yeah, the, yeah, I guess that's it. Cool. Okay. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about it. So uh, these are the how obsessed are you questions. I ask everybody versions of these questions to kind okay. of compare across all the episodes, <laughs> the different levels of yeah. obsession. Do you think about the apocalypse every day? 
Probably, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah. Uh, would you start a conversation with a stranger in an elevator about the apocalypse? Absolutely not. <laughs> no way. I, no way. Absolutely not. Uh, because your obsession is kind of a, it's a it's a private it's a bummer. Thing. It's such a bummer. I mean, like here's the thing. It's on the one hand, it's one of those. It's almost like uh, it feels like there is a. Oh, I hope the right people are talking about this. Right. I hope that. You know, the think tanks and the people who really write the laws into artificial superintelligence and keep it from accidentally sweeping us aside and killing us on the way to its, you know, perfect, efficient method of turning the whole place into Tang or whatever, you know, like yeah. the, you know, the article, <laughs> by the way. They have a great example in the Wait But Why article, but I don't want to um, take up your show's time with that. Um, but it's a very good, like, oh, oh, yeah, that's plausible. That totally feels like the dumb way the world would end. Yeah. You know, like, not a, like, oh, and yay, but for the great, you know, spirit of mankind, go I. It'd just be like, oh, everybody just gets wiped out without knowing why, and the, the reason is dumb. <laughs> really dumb and avoidable. Right. Um, so so you, I hope, I, it's not really for me to, you know, like, hey, hey, you, I need to convert everybody to my thinking guy. Even though, I, by the way, I also don't have a solution. I don't yeah. have, like, I'm not going to talk to them and be like, it's something we should be mindful of. Because right. if it if there is like should we pass a law where artificial superintelligence or artificial intelligence can get on the internet? Uh, yeah, we probably should because you don't want it to grow too big and have access to everything. Yeah. Because if it does come up with it, you know, but, but that's again, that's where it feels like I'm even speaking on when I say that a there people who are smarter than me should know what the parameters are and how to try to keep it in you know keep us alive right um so you wouldn't uh, engage with a random stranger but if you knew you were in an elevator with somebody making a decision about how we're going to handle hyper intelligent i guess yeah, you might I guess be like I would, dude yeah. don't be dumb yeah yeah <laughs> then i'd be like you're not one of those uh, we are expendables are you? um <laughs> so yeah. i probably no not the average person i also don't want to bum them out because when i first you know really Got in, like, pictured this and thought about it. It's really upsetting. Like, really yeah. kept me awake a lot. You yeah, know, no. like, oh, man. I did, and there's nothing I can do. Like, there's just, I just hope that the people who are smarter than us and are going forward, you know, I, it's the same kind of thing as, you know, climate change where you hope, you know, for the most part, people who are making money off of burning, literally burning stuff, you know, I hope they have a gauge that's not... You know, oh, the more money I make, the better, period. Yeah. And that's it. You'd be like, no, no, but there is a point at which the same way. I think I said this at when we did that. Um, what was a uh, we did that show at the Steve Allen Theater. Uh, yeah. Rebecca Watson's Quizitron. Yes. Uh, where I was saying that, um, you know, where people are like, well, people couldn't blow up the world or couldn't kill everybody. So it's like, hey, come on, they're not going to. Like, do you believe that they could make do you believe setting off all the nuclear arsenal we have would kill everybody? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's so kind of like a science thing, our, right? Yeah, right. If you think that that's possible, then why is it not possible for them to, little by little, every day, burn enough to where we recreate the atmosphere that was back when, you know, volcanoes blew up things enough to where it created an ice age or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, there is a way, I think, and if somebody just doesn't think about that and goes forward with burning everything they can, then... You know, then they are efficiently doing the program that they have in the same way I am worried that people who, you know, 
don't worry about what their artificial intelligence is doing. Right. Go, eh, as long as it does the job I want it to do, eh. You know, you go, yeah. no, no, no. But you please, please keep in mind that it is possible that this <laughs> thing could go out of hand. You can, and if it goes out of hand, it's like you can't, it's like a pinata full of gas. It just leaves. <laughs> like you can't even put the candy back in it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it, it sounds to me like your obsession, while it is with a, a dark and disturbing uh, thought in pictures playing through your mind, yeah. that there is the positive element of it, it, it is making you think proactively yeah. about things that I think we don't think proactively about as much. Right. I mean, because this one also feels like even with you can make a choice, you know, about not, you know, if you can try to go as... You know, you can get solar panels and you can do as little electricity, a little, you know, walk more and, you know, you need whatever um, greener things. Uh, and you can vote on policies that are greener, you know, and, yeah. and try not to burn as much. But then uh, with there's no there's nobody running on the artificial intelligence platform right now who's talking about. You know, Asimov's rules of, you know, robotics <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that, where you go like, oh, no, I need to. But it, like I said, it, it can't hurt to know. You know, to to be mindful of it. Yeah, cool. You know? um, <laughs> would you swear to none over the apocalypse? Would I what? Swear to none over the apocalypse? Yeah, it is a result of a disagreement about the apocalypse. <laughs> like, if you encountered a nun who disagreed with everything you were just saying and was like, you know what, does baby she, oil is fine. Does she, <laughs> would you does get she, pissed and swear at her? Does she disagree with my uh, disagree with me enough to where she is actively trying to build a super intelligence that will spread uh, her? You know, the sure thing. Like I have a lot of these but questions. Yes, I would. Okay, you would. Like, yeah, if she's going to murder everyone I know and love for the sake of her <laughs> trying to make a, a better, uh, you know, what what are nuns like? They're good people. I don't know. I don't they know they strive to be good people. Yeah. yeah. So if she's, you know, if she's making, even if she was making a, a website that brings forth the best things about nunism, I would still <laughs> say, no, that's being irresponsible. You can't let an artificial super intelligence have its run of anything. And if she was like, no, I want to. Like, One, why is your voice so high like a child? Because <laughs> that's the voice I use for children. Two. Kid style. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I, I probably would. Okay, cool. Wait, uh, am I on a podcast, by the way? Yes. Oh, then I wouldn't. Then I you wouldn't? I want kids to hear me swear. <laughs> I'll, I'll edit out the swearing. Okay. Everywhere they're swearing, I'll put in that artificial intelligence. That's right. <laughs> Why the artificial intelligence? What a nun do. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, you might have offended some artificial intelligence, by the way. Uh, yeah, uh, right there. If I'm sure I did. Listening back on that, that was Joseph talking. That was me. Come left, for me. The left zoom. I like. apologize to the nuns and the artificial intelligence. And the artificial intelligence. <laughs> Would you attend San Diego Comic Con while cosplaying as the Apocalypse? Oh, oh, <laughs> interesting. Now, yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah. I would do it. How would you dress up as the apocalypse, as the uh, concept, not I would, the character necessarily? I would. It takes some planning ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go into this place before everything, before the exhibit starts. Or I could do it under the, uh, when everybody's there and kind of use the anonymity. Um, I, but I'd walk around and I would place little screens at all the exits. Uh, and then uh, at one point I would broadcast my face from uh, like V for Vendetta style, like, you know, appear on the side and be like, your time is up, you know, or something like that. And then, yeah. and then make the lights all turn out and then make the doors lock and all that. <laughs> I wouldn't actually do that part. That part would be really, there have been a couple people on Periscope. There was a guy on Periscope who did like, I'm going to prank my wife. 
and you're like, oh, okay, you know, like I, I love Greg Benson pranks. Yeah. Um, I love pranks, but this guy was like, he literally live was going like, oh, hey, honey, you got a text from your dad or about your dad or something like that. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. And she was on. like, what? And she's sitting there, by the way, on the other side of the room with two little kids, like two, like a one-year-old. Yeah. You know, like, and like kids who can't, you know, crawl even yet. And he's, he's like, what? What happened? What happened? And like, dude, this is not funny. And, you know, and he's like, oh, no. He's, no, it's, um, hang on. I got to read. She's like, what? What is it? What is it? And wow. he's like, you asshole. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. I, that's my, a video that's going to be played in divorce court, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, and everybody's like, comments are like, you're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, mm, I'm so clever. So anyway, maybe my uh, ASI is kind of uh, not so much fun. It would be, it would be a little like, tongue in cheek. Like, we're also... going to lock the doors and ah. have fun. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> awesome. Uh, would you write apocalypse-based slash fiction about different sentient computers getting it on? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think that's a reasonable fucking answer. Again, I am also trying to stay in their good graces when I welcome the robotic... You don't want to write something where, like, the Cylons are all having a sexual relationship with our hyper-intelligent coffee makers. Unless they want me to. In which case, I mean, if it's a paycheck, I guess. I am your servant. Yeah. Uh, if you couldn't think... Okay, well, I'll, I'll preface this with this question's uh, already weird. I've been asking it of people, but it's it's great fun. Yeah. Uh, it's extra weird when the obsession is with something that's sort of like not necessarily a fun activity, but something dark and odd. Okay. But I'm going to just throw it out there and we'll see what happens. Okay. If you couldn't think about the apocalypse without first being punched in the groin, would you still think about the apocalypse? Uh, wait, wait. So let me get this straight. <laughs> Every time something knows that I'm about to think about the apocalypse, yes. the artificial superintelligence uh, message, yes. and it punches me in the groin yes. every time, yes. I think at that point, my worst fear has already come true. <laughs> I think the artificial <laughs> superintelligence the end has already started, and there's no point in me. So yeah, I guess I would be thinking about it all the time, and I would probably just hightail it to the doctor and remove my groin. Because there's no point anymore. There's no point. There's no use in having it anymore. It's just all... I would... Yeah. That is the the most, like, cartoon Looney Tunes thing I've ever pictured of. Doctor, please remove my entire groin. Yeah, and he just points to, like, a a car wash chart (laughs) that has, like, you want service number one, service number two, and I'd be like, no, I want the full Ken. The The full full, Ken doll. The full Ken. Yeah, just, Just like, smooth. Groin me out. Like, it's a Lego piece that's just being (laughs) popped off. I'm going Smurf. I'm going from belly to tail. That's it. Uh, okay. And then I guess they still do because you said groin, so I guess that's still the area of my butt. But still, yeah, yeah. 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 So, it's hard. It's hard in perhaps Why are they doing this? to imagine. Uh, it's probably these artificial superintelligence trying to stop me from thinking. About I think it. in in your case it makes sense. So so this this question makes more sense when it's something that like people really love. Like oh, I love right. drinking beer. I love the Avengers so comic books or like it. Yeah, so would you know like how it, I, that's the intent of the question of like yeah. how how often would you do this if you still had to pay this price? You know, and yeah. people answer it's an absurd question, but people answer pretty honestly and they negotiate uh with me about like the metaphysical creature whatever it was but the last episode was uh james baniak and he loves actors uh so it was like hey if if you had to get punched in the groin every time you're gonna watch your favorite actor and he just immediately assumed like okay so there's some sort of gnome in the closet that comes out and 
punches me in the groin. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I like I like imagining all of the different uh, delivery systems. Yeah. For the groin punch, James had a gnome in the closet. You had some sort of sentient artificial robot. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea that your computer just like grows legs, walks over, grows little arms, and boop. Yeah. In real life, we all know the re- what really happens is Charles Xavier rolls into the room. <laughs> he goes, I heard that, and punches me. Yeah. With his leg. And then winks at me because his legs work. I'm like, ah! <laughs> you, you jerk! jerk. You're a man. jerk on multiple levels, Charles Xavier. Oh, um, okay, By so, the way, uh, what if your obsession is getting punched in the groin? That's going to be... You have to change that question. Yeah, this episode, the, the podcast will just like uh, swallow itself whole. It will just <laughs> it'll be like disappear. Can you make a noise to sum up your obsession? Can you oh. make a noise to sum up your obsession with the apocalypse? You are a professional noisemaker. Oh, good. We... Wait. Because they won't let the microphones work. <laughs> nice. Right. Nice. You're trying to get your Carly Rae Jepsen out, but you're being silenced. They're trying to silence silence silenced. Nice. Silence. That's great. That microphone will cut. <laughs> okay, so uh, final questions. Uh, these don't necessarily have to do with uh, your obsession, but they can if you want. Uh, yeah. Just weird little questions. Yeah. If you could build anything out of Legos and it would come to life, what would you build? Oh. I guess that does kind how, of do with how, your obsession. How coming to life is it? I mean. <laughs> well, it's not connected to other creatures. And let's say it's going to be nice. If you could build anything out of Legos, it would come to life and it would and, be and it has an agreeable. Number one. Do not... Uh, yeah, embedded in its I Lego DNA. Know, I honestly don't even know how to write the law that keeps it from taking over. Because if you write... The Legos? No, like the, the ASI. You know, like the, but in this case, yeah, in this case, Legos. Like if I'm, uh, if I'm building it and I have to give it... And then, all right, anyway, I went too far on that. So let's see. Uh, I tied it too far back into my obsession. Which is probably part of an obsession. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I really yeah. can't be upset about it. Like, could yeah, you let your obsession go? It's the, <laughs> <laughs> it's the whole and point of the you, podcast. Could you let your artificial intelligence obsession go and tell Talk me what would happen about if you built an, an artificial hour. intelligence? <laughs> yeah. um, so, so this uh, is not an artificial intelligence. This is Lego magic. Hoverboard. Hoverboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. A little Lego jetpack. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's great. Little, like, little one-bangers like a uh, Lego movie. Like little... Little one bangers, did like you say? Like the little, you know, like in Lego movie. Oh, to yeah. Depict, uh, particles like water or like little. Oh, they're the little. Sprites. They'll use little one, you know, yeah. little one Lego. Yeah, nice. Nice. One, one leg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, you, if you had a contact lens that made it so you could watch a TV show and no one knew you were watching it, what TV show would you want to watch in secrecy? Oh, so what's my, like a guilty, uh, guilty pleasure, I guess. Um, hmm, I would call back Small Wonder for the callback, but it's so far from what I want. Uh, no offense, Small Wonder makers. Um, they... I like how much you're assuming that so many different things and entities listen to this podcast. Yeah. The makers of Small Wonder, nuns, I mean, artificial intelligence of the future. You know, it's a great listenership for the podcast. Is, if anybody in Starbucks is listening to this, then you're in the room with somebody who's rewriting Small Wonder right now. That's and true. I don't want to them yeah. Um, boy, what show uh, do I have a guilty pleasure of? Uh, you know, I, I, I want to say like a TV show or movie? Either one. Either one's fine. 
I would normally go Brain Donors, but I'm proud of that. I think Brain Donors is a funny movie, and I'm the only one. Uh, I admit it's not, yeah, because it's not just about guilty pleasure. It's just you can watch it constantly, even constantly. when it looks oh, like you're see. doing other things, because it's in your contact lens. Oh, that's different. That's different. Um, maybe, uh, oh, God, I don't have a joke for it, but uh, <laughs> Cosmos, I guess, or something like that, or, you know. Yeah. Well, why not? Yeah. It doesn't have to be a joke answer. No, you know, there's something, there's, it's, it's not what I, I, if I could think of it, uh, it would be something absurd and I can't picture what show that is. Probably like an everything is terrible or something like that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. And, and Cosmos is, com- uh, I, would, I say Cosmos because that I get a surreal feeling out of Cosmos because things are so, the universe is so genuinely weird. Yes. That I get to like, wow, and that's true. Yeah. You know, or, or plausibly true, you know. Yeah. Theoretically, you know, so. Yeah, and it, for something that's so science-based, Neil deGrasse Tyson has that sort of nice WTF vibe the whole time of like, did you know this shit's real? <laughs> it is. Right. Isn't that insane? Right. It's real. <laughs> that would be fun if there was one that literally did that, though. It's just like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Put the bong down. Listen to what I'm saying. No, this is insane. Listen. Yeah. Put the bong down with Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> yeah. I would absolutely watch that show absolutely. in my contact lens eye. Uh, uh, okay, so the last question for everyone on the podcast mm-hmm. uh, is what is happiness? Oh, we did this. I, yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah, you've been on the podcast before, and you had one of my favorite answers. I think I just said, right? It was the feeling you get when... Uh, it was like, to find happiness, right? Like, Yeah. Well, I asked you, uh, do you want me to tell you uh, yeah, what, what you said? Uh, I asked you, what is happiness? And you said, a oh, word. That's, that's, <laughs> dang it. Even, uh, so, it's, yeah. Now, it, the things I knew then. It's, yeah, it's unfair that I'm asking you again. But uh, but I am. What is happiness a again? It's a thing I said. Yeah, but okay, so so you, you no, came uh, up with probably the best, most concise, hilarious joke answer, and that podcast was with a live audience, and, mm-hmm. and the audience literally died with laughter. They're all dead now. It was so funny. Oh, God. No. Uh, it was an incredibly funny, funny answer. So we'll, we'll go for the sincere answer, since you've had a killer comedy answer. Oh, okay, yes, so yes. in sincerity, what is happiness to you? When, you? when you have moments of being like truly bliss, and you're cognizant of it, what are those moments? Um... I'm going to say, uh, hmm. Okay. Since your answer would be something like, uh, I am sad and, uh, I get very, uh, upset at the idea that all this will end. Yeah. I am happy because it hasn't yet. That's a great answer. Thank you very much. Awesome. Mike Vermin. That is our podcast. Thanks. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Obsessed.